DBS TV Channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. As I said, up next we're speaking to Professor Anne Skelton, who's the director at the Centre for Child Law. Good morning to you and thank you for joining us this morning, Professor. Good morning. Professor, we have a very interesting one here. So I understand that uh, today a very important court case is starting around uh, children's rights and the interpretation um, around, I guess, the publication or publicly letting know, um, you know, letting the public know of uh, young people that might have been affected by crime. Yes, well, it's really about their identification. So in other words, whether their names or photos can be shown. And the whole case started two years ago with Zephanie Nurse, the girl who was kidnapped Mm. as a baby. She was almost 18 when she was rediscovered. And the media didn't name her because there is a law in place that says that uh, you shouldn't be named if you're under the age of 18. But she was approaching 18 and she didn't want her name that she had grown up under, the name she lives under, and her identity to be revealed. Mm. Um, and so she asked us to to prevent that from happening. We got an urgent interdict at the time, but we said that obviously the bigger question as to how the law should be interpreted or whether it's constitutional um, would have to be heard later. So that's actually what, what's happening today and possibly going on to tomorrow in the North Gauteng High Court. Hmm. It's a very important one for me, and I mean, uh, notwithstanding, obviously this year is applicable to, to, to minors, people under the age of 18, I presume. Uh, but, I mean, there is that fine line that we have to balance in terms of, despite the fact that this is in the public interest and people know about the situation, um, people still should be able, especially minors, should be protected in terms of having their identity out in the public domain. Absolutely. It is a balancing between freedom of expression, freedom of the media, um, and open justice on the one hand, and Mm -hmm. then um, children's rights, privacy, dignity, uh, and basically the the right to live a normal life on the other side. Um, So so it's a balancing of rights, and it's where to find that balance. So uh, I think this is why it's such an interesting case, because there are two ways of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm on the side that is saying that, um, you know, children need protection and that if, we, if it's going to be successful, if you start in childhood, you've got to have that protection ongoing because what would be the point to do the protection and then suddenly when you turn 18, you, you, you know, you no longer have a private life. And the law exactly. is not clear about victims. It talks about witnesses. So even under 18, it's not clear whether or not um, a child victim should be protected. That is an interesting one because obviously that then potentially um, opens up um, a very uh, you know tenuous situation. Uh, obviously, we hope that there is responsible enough media that understands that just because there is a gap in the law, uh, a lack of clarity in the law, that they should rather try to protect the identities of these young people. But someone looking for um, you know, a sensational story that they're leading with or the scoop uh, might then decide to go ahead and publish or, or, or let it be known who the person is that's involved. Yes, I'm afraid that's true. And um, actually, the media houses that are opposing us, there are mm. 12 media houses on the other side, but it's really the big three um, that are opposing that um, Media 24, Independent and Times Media. Uh, they actually are of the view that victims' identities 
don't need to be protected because they say it would take the, the net too wide. The, the, the people who might be considered to be victims would be taken too wide. Um, but our concern is that these are very, very vulnerable people um, and it's hard enough already dealing with whatever happens to you as a victim, like being kidnapped, um, oh. and on top of that to then have to deal with being in the glare of the media. Yeah, it is a. It, I guess it is a difficult one, and I guess uh, they'll have to put forward a strong argument uh, in terms of why they take that particular view. You know what I mean? So, um, and then it does open up a very interesting and tenuous space because let's assume that it is a minor that has, and then I mean this has happened before. I I believe uh, I can remember, and this is because I was in grade one, and my mother was very very paranoid about it when we had that string of abductions, child abductions in about 1989, 1988. Um, mm. and, and we had those photos being published of all these children that had gone missing. I mean, doesn't this then yeah. impact on situations like that in terms of identifying? Well, that's one of, the, one of the things that the media has raised, of course, is what yeah. if you're looking for a victim. Now, we say that, that the defensive necessity would come up there. and we, we see that as an exception. Another exception is um, when a child has died as a result of the, um, the incident, we don't necessarily feel we don't feel that it's necessary to protect the interests of a child who has died because obviously no interest uh, legally to continue mm, to mm. to protect so there are some exceptions um but i mean by and large the issue is really that uh, people do better if they're not trying to recover from something or even with offenders obviously child offenders uh, being rehabilitated as well um, in the glare of publicity. And, you know, if you've got to go out there and carry on with your life, it's very difficult if, you're, if your name is everywhere and your picture is everywhere. No, no, of course. And, uh, I mean, it also goes back to, um, uh, you know, looking at how do we look at this issue of identification? Because just because you're not publishing the name in the, in the photo of the person in, of the minor in this instance, the mere fact that you're identifying a victim, uh, not a victim, maybe a perpetrator, that you're identifying family members, etc., etc., that then can link back to that young individual. Is not so. I mean... Um, it, it, it's certainly so. And uh, because of this... Um, the, with, if you remember the case of Zephanie Nurse, now her mother, who was on trial, doesn't share that name, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and her name wasn't n- made known by the media. There were a couple of slips here and there, but generally it wasn't made known, but it was because we were very vigilant and we were you know, ensuring that the media didn't do that. But um, that is the, the, the difficulty. And, of course, the media l- prefer to be able to use names. It's more interesting and they sell more papers or whatever, but uh, the problem is, yes, that identification then is known. I mean, to some Mm. extent, the people who know that person may be able to work it out anyway, but that kind of what's called jigsaw puzzle identification isn't too much of a problem. What we don't want is the broader public knowing the name and seeing the pictures. No, indeed, and it's a, it's a very important one. But, uh, Professor, I just wanted to ask you, in terms of children's rights, and, and maybe we should actually uh, just pin it down. Uh, you know, that we have a constitution that obviously provides for children's rights. Um, the, the section just uh, escapes me, if I'm not mistaken, Section 28. Section 28 uh, specifically yeah. provides for children's rights. But, I mean, what rights yeah. are we specific? And, and obviously other rights then, uh, you know, yeah. uh, are extended to children as well. So you can't say that the right to, to equality doesn't apply to them. It does, obviously. But mm-hmm. how then, which rights are we specifically looking at, at, at protecting and reinforcing uh, coming out of well, the Bill of Rights? Yes. Well, of course, there's children's best interests, which is in Section 28. Mm. Um, and then the, the rights to privacy 
and dignity. Uh-huh. And with regard to child victims, there is an equality question because uh, the media is saying witnesses who go to court, fine, but victims generally, no. We say that creates a, an equality problem because why would a victim whose perpetrator is never caught, never goes to court, mm. and therefore she's never called to testify, why would she have less protection than a victim whose perpetrator is caught and she goes to testify? So there is an equality problem in there as well. No, for sure. I mean, it's an, uh, and the courts, I mean, do they actually, uh, the courts themselves as, as well as other sectors of society that obviously, because again, it's not just up to the courts, it's not just up to the authorities, so to speak, or, um, uh, you know, civil society to protect the interests and the rights of, 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 of a child or the community. It's, it's a coalescence of different uh, parties that have a role to play in the protection of uh, children's rights. I mean, are people playing their part? Yes, I mean, the courts actually always are traditionally very protective of Mm, minors. mm. And I I think you have a legal background and you'll remember that cases reported on children always, they use the initial rather than the name. Um, So the courts are not not generally the problem. Um, And that's why we say, and I haven't mentioned an important thing, and that is this uh, rule that we want to have extended will not be absolute because the courts are able to change the rules. So the media can Mm. go to court and say, this case, this person is so notorious that we want to be able to publish this and this is why it's in the public interest for us to do so. And if the court considers that that's okay, then the court can grant that. Indeed. Uh, Listen, Professor, I know this is a major conversation. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it. Maybe we have a chat just after the the decision uh, to see what this means for South African law going forward. And of course, more importantly, for children's rights going forward. But all the best to you and good luck. Thanks very much. Great one. Thank you. That was uh, Professor Anne Skelton. As I said, she's the director of the uh, Child Law Center. Um, A very important conversation that uh, around how do we go about protecting the identities of young people? Um, you know, that have been victims of crime and why it is so important uh, for that to actually happen. Um, It is uh, four minutes to go before we get to